Yo, what's up? It's Douglas Jessup, a social justice advocate, um, musician, writer. Um, I've been uh, parts of ACLU reports, wrote and filed my case in California Supreme Court and went on bank. Um, I was prison law clerk and lawfully incarcerated. Been a part of uh, criminal justice changes that's ha- that has happened in, in California since this. Uh, parts of proposals that were from 200 to $300 million. Uh, and then I was just recently accepted by uh, MIT for another another project. So what I'm going to... Oh, so my last podcast I was talking about is kind of like an introduction into how I got into you know, social justice work and then kind of going into, you know, society as is, you know, and I I think I'm pretty much just going to pick up off of that, you know, society, the way that society really is right now, you know, it's obviously it's ran by corruption, you know, it, it really is ran by corruption, a lot of, especially if you're Christian, you know, like if you're Christian, you know, you read the book of Revelations, you know, you, you learn about the blasphemous monster, you learn about the, you know, the red dragon. You you learn about the lamb that rises and it's, it looks like it's a lamb, but it has horns and has it speaks as a, as a dragon. It, you know, you, you learn about, you know, the rapture. You learn about the witnesses. You learn about all kind of different things. And I think for many people, you know, what's happening right now is a direct resemblance to it. Me personally. Just me personally knowing revelations as well as I know it, it's like it it's 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 damn near identical, you know, and it's like you know, I think there's a lot of people, you know, right now, like right now religion's being attacked. You know, I think people are very aware of that. That religion in itself is being attacked. And in my experience I've been able to see both sides of that. Religion on one sense on one side is being attacked because there's a lot of religious bigots. Um, there's a lot of self righteousness that comes out of religion. There's a lot of indifference that comes out of religion, major indifference. And and one thing I've also experienced is that from it, from religion, you know, some people could really hide and disguise their. their sense for control. You know, like I remember one of the oldest sayings I've heard before is like, why is a person up there preaching about, you know, Jesus and God and now he loves you, but please pay, you know, here, give me some money. And like, you know, and I remember for a lot of people, it just simply doesn't make sense. Some religions actually preach specifically against that and call it priestcraft, where it's like, you can't use the Lord's name in vain nor can you use it for a business. You know, and there's a lot of different arguments within that space right there. You know, like, for instance, one individual can be like, well, how else would I make money? This is all I'm good at. All I'm good at is, is spreading the word and, and speaking about it because it, when you really get into the scriptures and you truly read it and you turn, truly turn inward and 
listen to what's what what's coming out of it it does empower you it, it becomes very um not intoxicating but you are filled with love and like it does you are filled with a lot of enlightenment it's the spirit you're filled with enlightenment you know but there's a lot of you know there's a lot of things that have happened directly through and under the guise of religion you know i you know a lot of people give a ton of slack towards the catholic church you know the catholic church gets hit left and right for you know for their sexual allegations and everywhere you know especially with pastors and evangelicals and all kind of different things you know because a lot of them lose sight of where they started and kind of start to wander off into their own will and kind of start abusing their power and, and, and their position you know and I think that in itself is the effects of power and ego unchecked is that you will start to develop that indifference and that callousness towards the people you were intending to serve you know and in and saying that I think there is no like there isn't no real like I don't think there's any I don't think anybody's immune to that I think in every demographic that happens in some degree um but you know again with the but the attack on the religion is that for one a lot of it has been media and I'm just going to be honest you know what I mean a lot of it is media you know um and I don't say you know cuz I'm 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 I've actually chosen at first I was an independent individual as far as politically and you know for the last 4 years and since my unlawful incarceration I actually aligned with democracy uh, has that has to do with my faith um and it has to do with the only people really stepping up to the plate I'm going to go in there I'm not going to you know I'm not going to be biased with anything that I speak about I'm simply just going to speak the truth and share my my views and my opinions you know, in my experiences, you know, as is. But so with religion, you know, there's a lot of religious, you know, bigotry, you know, and a lot of people, you know, get turned away. Like, that's some of the worst. Like, I actually, I met a bishop once, and this actually happened more recently, and he's in a richer area, you know, and uh, without knowing me, his mind was already made up, and like, he's seen me. And immediately he was just like, oh, you're not worthy. And, you know, after experiencing everything I've experienced from being unlawfully incarcerated, having my life literally persecuted and sought after um, by authority, by the people meant to protect you, that in itself is a whole chapter of healing, just that alone. But like, you know, after experiencing that, after experience homelessness, after you know, overcoming the me attempting suicide and then the reason why I attempted suicide for being victimized to as much abuse as I've been through and then just the betrayal that I was going through again, which is another thing that I'll bring up on another t- on another episode. But, um, you know, after experiencing all of that, um, when that bishop told me that, that was one of the deepest pains I've ever felt. Because you're fully and entirely vulnerable. Your heart is really there. You're expecting. You're full of joy. You're full of love. And, and this bishop didn't give me a chance. 
he said it. Now, here's the other part of that, though. This bishop was part of UCLA, and with me, um, he was a UCLA alumni, and I actually take classes with UCLA, and it's a prison education class, and I was specifically invited to be part of this class, you know, for my contributions towards social justice as a whole, you know, and in that, um, I was able to to see that, you know, um, there are people from Orange County that are still really pissed off that, you know, I... Uh, Came them like I like I, I beat them. There were people really pissed off with that, and there's people that were still pressing that narrative of, you know, of, of just covering it up using guilt. So when I seen that, the reason why that's important, um, is because when I was in this UCLA class, I seen people. It was actually a lawyer too. This is how fucking cocky they were. They actually had a lawyer, that was from. Orange County come to the class that I was in to speak to me and the class about social justice. So it was just flat out fucking gaslighting everything I did with a big ha ha. And like, you got to really put that into perspective. You know, like, what does that like? What do you mean? I mean, these are the people that just it's just like if somebody fucking. Well, it's not just, it's exactly that. The very people that put you unlawfully incarcerate you come and start telling you about criminal injustice. You know, like, it's just like, wait, what? Um, you know, and, and you know, and they kind of, you know, but I, I kind of sh- shook that one off. You know what I mean? Because at this point, I've, I've grown a lot of tolerance. You know, my tolerance is really high. Um... You know, so I was going to go into the confidential informant scandal, but in a nutshell, that one's actually a really easy one you can look up. It's it's a Scott DeCry case. You know, it's a guy that um, was had a massive mass shooting, you know, and uh, in Orange County. And when he did that, uh, the prosecution fucked up so bad. They had they fired the whole office of prosecution of prosecutors. And they fired him based off of the confidential informant scandal. And what that is, in a nutshell, is that um, the authorities were using confidential informants, people that were incarcerated. So there's, which is people on parole, are in, in some type of, in, they're in some type of constraint. So parole, probation, um, jail or prison, you know. And like they would be like, okay, well, we'll give you benefits if you do this, which in the modern world it's it's or in the hip hop society would would be called a snitch. So they use that confidential informants, but they use them as their personal army. And in this case it was highlighted specifically. Specifically, like literally what they were doing is they were getting their informants to go right to the people that was being pressed and then they were having their informants, not just one but multiple informants, beat the fucking inmate person down into actually confessing now like to whatever it is that they're being held against and so with this case that confidential informant scandal came from orange county and it was the same year that this actually was coming out they pulled the same shit with me you know and uh, but it was a little bit different with me because i was really um i was really mentally incompetent so a lot of people didn't want to fuck with me because i was like really mentally incompetent um so 
and that was all coming through medication in a specific way of just having me mentally incompetent you know um but yeah man so so I was talking about with the revelations though go back to revelations you know a lot of Christians and a lot of faiths and not even just Christians like uh, I believe it's even the Jews our Jewish faith um many just religions are really looking out for second coming and it's like well what is second coming uh man some call it the rapture some call it you know uh it's pretty much the second coming of christ but the other people call it the renewal of the earth there's all kind of different sayings of what it is you know but it's essentially where you know the supernatural deity comes from the sky and renews the earth and brings peace and and prosperity uh you know, and that was another reason behind Jesus Christ and, and people are the Jewish faith, I believe, why they, you know, why they celebrate the Passover is because they don't really believe that Jesus Christ was Jesus Christ. Um, you know, and, and that has to do with because of the promises that was supposed to come with Jesus Christ, you know, and, and that's why they're looking for Elijah. And again, what that is ultimately is the renewal is is destruction by fire so just just to be absolutely honest and i don't mean i guess for each person you know they can see what that is but me being in touch with the uh, scriptures and studying it for literally all my life you know i've i've learned that it's more it's it's there's more to it than that there's it's it's a it, it really is just a it's a supernatural event you know and and i guess since i'm on the topic i'll go right into it but pretty much second coming is a supernatural event where the righteous are saved the righteous are preserved and the wicked are delivered so to speak or they're, you know they're held accountable and and revelation just says that they burn but are they burn a stubble you know, my understanding of that and through prayer, a lot of prayer meditation about that, it's that it's it's more so it's just a supernatural event that um, changes the face of the earth. Um, but to be safe from that, the only thing you need to do is be righteous. <laughs> and all that means is that you just have to be a good individual. You just got to stop eating. How do you what what's what qualifies as being a good individual? Not it make it really simple you just um you just don't be an asshole to one another simple as that like look out for your brother look out for your sister forgive your your neighbor love that neighbor all of that stuff the fruits of the spirit not a lot of people feel like you just have to be the smartest person in the room no you just got to be the coolest you know what i mean like you you just have to be the kindest you have to be the gentlest and like that's a to be frank it can be a pain in the ass to be that but like that's what it's talking about like in the mix of that you develop the spiritual prowess and in my life it's it's manifested many times in multiple ways that is literally undeniable so kind of went on a tangent there um we're going back going back to the whole confidential informant scandal and uh you know how that works you know how the authorities you know implement and use people against pretty much they find victims to victimize other victims that's literally how that works 
you know, and in my life, it's just, I've been hit with all of it. You know, there's been times that I've, and it's just, I'm just being absolutely honest. There's times that, you know, I've seen guards in Orange County specifically kill an inmate. It was a black guy. And, uh, and it was crazy because that, that was one of the first times that the entire dorm was quiet upstairs and downstairs because in Orange County, Maine, it's a dungeon. Like, you don't, there's no windows outside. There's no windows whatsoever. You're just there. And they have these gigantic vents, but these vents are never, they're not ventilated. You know, when the, I was actually incarcerated at the same time that, you know, three of the inmates escaped from that prison, or from that jail. I was there. Um, and because they were Samoans, Asians and blacks, we all bunk up together, and I was there. Um, but I, I like. Anyways, yeah. So the, the whole yeah, the informant scandal thing is. Uh, sorry, I lost trans of thought again. This is some deep stuff I'm speaking on, man. Very deep stuff that I'm speaking on. It's really deep. You know, I, uh, you know, when I speak about this stuff, I like relive it. You know, and, and what's helped me, you know, recover from being unlawfully incarcerated and erroneously profiled and consistently persecuted for the last seven years of my life has been, um, well, I have to be absolutely honest, at first I, I didn't deal with it well at all. That's why I ended up in, you know, I, I ended up, you know, uh, drinking. I ended up committing suicide. Uh... And that was just like a regular, you know, going through a regular or difficult moment in life, period. And that's how extreme my life was going to where I felt like it was better for me to not be here on earth than to live another day of the abuse that I was experiencing and the emotional torment and all of that. Um, and the, from the betrayals and this whole thing. You know, and, and that, you know, definitely, yeah. And then the consistent, the con then it consistently after that, and then it was turned into, like I said, it was turned into, uh, it was made to look like an, a, a murder-suicide. And uh, with individuals that wasn't even there. Like, for instance, they said my mom was there. My mom just literally wasn't there. Um, she showed up after but like she wasn't there but they added her to it my mom spoke up against it they still added her to it um, you know and they just divided and they just started doing with my life with whatever they wanted to do you know cause but it doesn't matter I'm a you know you know I'm a person of color you know and uh it's a crazy experience, man. It's a really crazy experience. 
I remember when that, when that, when that, those guards, and it was, it, they're not, it's like everybody is in, involved in it. Everybody's dirty. Everybody's like, you know, like what eventually happened in, in, in Orange County when they killed that inmate. It's a black guy. It's, it's tall, man. Like, and when they ended up killing him, like, the amount of guards that ran in was a trip. Like, first it was like five, like, nurses or whatever. They come through and they just stand there and just stare at this guy and he's bleeding on the ground, you know. And then, sure enough, guards come in and almost as if it was just like they're giving the order. They fucking shot, like, they shot him when he was on the ground. And, like, they hit him. The other guy hits him with the taser and he was bleeding. He's already on the ground bleeding. And they did that. They hit him with that. They hit him with the taser. And he's literally bleeding on the fucking ground. And all of us was like, yo, what the fuck, man? Like, and when that happened, like, that was the only time I've ever heard that dorm quiet like that. And we were quiet for a good 10 minutes, which is saying a fucking lot. Because it was such an incredible experience to sit there and watch that happen in front of you. And being like, that can be any one of us and being literally being like and there's nothing we can fucking do about that that was an extreme event like very extreme you know and the other part about that too is that like you know is that there's a lot of investigations you know like after that but they it's somewhere in the mix of it a disconnect happens Something happens, you know, somebody pulls the plug and makes it so it doesn't go anywhere, you know, and, but we definitely remember that the CO came after, or the, the, the head CO, the sergeant, he came like the next day and kind of half-ass apologized to us, um, yeah, I remember that, man, because you know what I mean, like, because when I was locked up in Orange County, I met some real, like, real ones, man. Like, <laughs> like fucking real ones that are part of real crews. Like, I'll just say that, you know. And there's times that I actually ran the card. So, like, yeah. So, like, freaking, um, yeah, I, when I got unlawfully incarcerated the second time, I ran into one of the dudes that was there. And, uh. You know, he's a he's a for real thug, man. Like, he's, you know, real, real thug, man. And, like, when me and him talked about it, his face, like, it was... He, that's just... It's it's crazy, man. It's traumatic. Um, it's just... It's fucking nuts, man, to experience that. Um, yeah. It was crazy. It's just crazy to see human life disregarded like that by the people that isn't meant to protect you, and that you are literally paying to, you know, look out and then and yeah, that dude didn't even see a judge. He didn't even see a lawyer. You know, um, and being in Orange County, that was a straight up hit. And like, so for me, you know, experiencing all of it, you know, like when I was in, there was one instance, like when I was in reception. You know, and I remember this too. It was like, you know, they came in and they started ripping all our shit up. But we're in reception. Nobody, we don't have like, 
like our own commissary like that. You know what I mean? So it's like not we don't we haven't made it our home. So when the when the guards come through and rip your shit up, it doesn't fucking matter. You know what I mean? We don't care. You know what I mean? It's like I don't give a fuck, dude. You know what I mean? Like so like it it wasn't their tactics in reception didn't work as well as they wanted it to. Because what they're doing is they're trying to start riots and, and it worked. There's one time when I was in reception where thirty days straight, you know, like it was it was just one thing after another, one thing after another. Me personally, I've been in two different riots. Um and they're crazy, man. They're they're for real. They're they're nuts. They're fucking nuts, man. Um But yeah, man. Uh Yeah, just all the experience that I you know, I, I've been through and shit. It was that's another reason why, you know what I mean? Like when I met the OGs and I would run into OGs and in prison, like, like in prison on the guards, like, cause the guards made it, they're, they're so cocky. They tell you, they let you know, you know, there's some that are really, but they're just so fucking cocky. Like it's always the same type of personality that they, that they exploit. And it's the people that are very, that have big fucking mouths, gigantic egos and fragile egos at the same time. Like it's, those are the type of individuals that they use and ones that are, you know, like, have a chip on his shoulder like they use those over and over and over again and they you know and, and they push him you know and um yeah man like just some hardcore shit i remember one time like i wasn't actually in this riot but like i was in the dorm and it was this big ass dorm and like that was another, like, there's a difference between being in a cell and being in a dorm. I was never in a cell. I was always in a dorm, which sucks. Dorms fucking suck. But, like, um, yeah, the dorms just, they, dorms just really fucking suck, man. But, like, there was one that, like, you know, the, the whites and the Southsiders got into it and, like, you know, they, they popped off and, Afterwards, they're freaking the guards. They they all come because they wait for those moments, man. They wait for those moments to come in and just start cleaning house, man. And like, they came in and they like they came in with their riot gear and their paintball guns and like their pepper balls and mace and all that. And they just lit everybody up. And even while people are still laying, they're just laying into them. Even while they're laying on the ground and they're just, you know, because they worked them up. There is a really psycho. There's a true psychosis that really is cultivated within the within authority they're just flat out is you know especially in the prison system the jail system and and the police academies and sheriffs like it's a true psychosis too like they have no they're like a whole separate thing man like now do i say that's everyone no because i've met like i've met people that are actually cool you know, like, in the dorm that I was in in prison, the last dorm that I was in in prison, one of the guards was actually cool. Like, one of the guards was cool, and, and he wasn't pulling all the shit. Like, I would see the, sh- the his captain come in and try to, like, fucking tell him, like, you know, to fucking press issues and shit, and he wouldn't do it. You know, like, when I was in prison, that was another thing. When the inmates started catching on to what was happening to me and why they put me as high profile, because I'm in a dorm, I can't hide anything. Do you get what I'm saying? Like... Especially from the inmates, from the guards maybe, but like from the from the guards, 
I mean, from the inmates, you're not hiding anything. You know, so like all my paperwork was checked. I was in general population, you know. Um, so when people started seeing that I was really fighting for us, you know, and fighting to for our freedom and our rights and, and different shit like that, they just stopped. They're like, it was kind of like training day. The part at the end where that, uh, who is it? Denzel's character, like, you know, kind of sees that shit, man. I, I fucked over way too many people. You know, and they're all just staring at him. And they're like, yo, this shit's, we're done. We're not doing this. That, like, I had those moments inside of there. But I had those moments where the inmates were, did that for me. Like, and there was, that was a fucking beautiful thing. When they're like, nah, this dude shouldn't be here. You know, and that was just, that was such a fucking, so many different times that occurred. Um, yeah, man, I saw, I talked about revelations, man. You know, I, I, I put on like, you know, in my podcast, I'm gonna talk about a lot of stuff and I, I, I'm gonna talk about spiritual, um, progress, spiritual prowess, you know, I'll talk about some deep spiritual truths that I've, I've come to, to learn, um, then I'm going to talk about just modern day society and, you know, the, the core of this backbone that we all are changing right now. You know, I think I was going to go into a, another cool topic is because I don't want my podcast to be, you know, biased. You know, like I want everybody to listen to it. But, you know, I have chosen to go Democrat. That's just simply it. And I and I understand that, like. You know, the administration that's in office right now, I voted for, and I and I and I'm proud of that. You know, and um, you know, but that's not to say that I don't think Democrats have things really fucked up. I I can see that. That's that that also is apparent. It's not like Republicans, so I'm just gonna say that. You know, but also to that, you know, to be fair, you know, there's there are media spins to that. And media really is the driver, the vehicle to, you know, to these massive movements. It's either to have a movement, to not have a movement, or create a divide. And I think right now the media should really push to create unity. Um, but it all just depends. You know, I think that what's happening is that we're changing society as is and making historical changes that people should be really proud of, you know, like, there's a lot of different movements that is happening, a lot of policies that are put in place that are fantastic and historical. So, like, there's a lot of things to look forward to, you know. But one thing about life is you can't really get to the to the good until you really get through the ugly, you know. And I think that this just happens to be the phase of life that we're in, you know, is that we definitely have to get through this this ugly phase of look at what we become as a nation, look at what we become as people. You know, because it's for the marginalized communities, you know, like there is a true social engineering behind it. There's a reason why there's a liquor store on every corner in the hoods versus Beverly Hills or versus a nicer area. If you come from out of state, out of California, you end up in the hoods, You this will look very strange. It would look like a modern day plantation. Some might even say that, you know, and it wouldn't be far off, you know. There's a whole lot that goes to it, you know, and um, I think ultimately, man, 
you know, I'm 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 simply an individual that, you know, I've said this before, after you've been through so much, you know, you definitely you're grateful for everything that happens, all the good things that happen. And you know, I, I learned how to hold on to those moments, as small as they were, as 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 stretched out or as small as they were and as far in between as they came, you know, I learned to really hold on to those small moments and kind of hold on to it and like you know take it in you know and that's an experience that I'm very grateful that I have you know earlier I was talking about the whole you know religious thing of you know that the people are attacking religion and it's true I don't think there's anybody that can honestly say that they're, that's not really what's happening there's media behind that in 5 billion percent you know and but there's also truth to why it's happening you know and there's truths that need to be rectified in that sense in that degree people that put on that mantle of Christ really need to put on that mantle of Christ which is a big that was such a damn challenge for me like in prison to do that and it was such it has been such a challenge to do that even now you know um you know but you have to put your money where your mouth is and and like for me I've always I've never not been a Christian like I just never put that on a pedestal but if you kicked it with me you would you would see there's something different about me and that different about me was the fact that I was following the commandments, meaning that like there are certain things I hold accountable, like talking bad about a person, you know, and, and, and I mean, in this world, it's like, oh, well, that's soft. It's not really soft, man. You know how hard that is? <laughs> it's super hard, like, especially when somebody's an idiot and you don't want to say like, and it's not the fact that you don't think it, it's the fact that you don't entertain it. You know, it's like you just don't entertain it, you know, like. You know, when you dig deeper into the scriptures, you know, you, the spirit of contention is not supposed to come from a, a Christian, you know. And then Muslims, man, they have some fire, like, practices, man, like, dope practices. Like, there's a lot of religions out there. Their practices are great. Buddhists have amazing practices, you know, like, you know, my higher power is Jesus Christ. And I know he's my savior, but I don't want to make this one of the a podcasts just solely confessing that. I just, you know, I want to... You know, just just share, you know, what it's like being a social justice advocate. Um, Being system impacted, you know, I face a lot of discrimination. How I'm able to tell, like, when it's discrimination is because there's always a prejudice of some sort that's preconceived. It's the same type of energy. It's as if, like... I'm sure anybody could think of a time that they walked into a room and somebody was pissed off at them. And just from that, without them saying a word, and from you just being like, oh shit, they're pissed at me. You know, and having that energy and receiving that energy and your soul being receptive to it and then your mind um, processing that information and accurately assessing that this person really is mad at you. There's some, It's the same way. It's the same way with being able to identify, like, an informant, you know, like, and especially in my case, because in my case, it's very clear cut, like, it's, there's not a deviation there, it's just like, this person is either here, or this person's right here, you know, and it comes to a lot of experience, a lot of discernment, and then wisdom, and knowledge, like, studying cases, and you learn about how this works, like, the Scott DeCry case, like, and you read about it, and you're like, oh, wow, it's not necessarily just the case. You got to, like, look into 
why the sheriffs all had to step down in Orange County and why that's a common practice, why that happens over and over and over again. Like, you got to really look at that, you know, and it's like people are doing the same thing and just when that, it's just, it just needs, that shit needs to change, man. But, um, yeah, man, it's the same energy, man. It's the same everything. Like, you can pick up on it. You know, and you and you can see like this person, oh, this person has a problem with me, you know what I mean? And then you you kind of you know just have a conversation. And they don't like you. Just oh, this person just don't like me, you know. And it, and it comes off of that. And it's there's a lot of different ways to to be able to understand. The other thing that I I didn't understand about mass incarceration until I actually went through it and started like advocating against it was the music entertainment. The music industry and the entertainment industry has a hand in that entirely. Like, if they coexist, <laughs> they live off of each other. Like, like you know, and, and and that's something else that I think people are afraid of losing. You know, not the people, the ones that have been benefiting from racially profiling one another. You know, people that have amassed massive careers out of it. Like, I think that they're afraid of losing that and you know um i think that's why individuals like me are you know put into the mix because it's not necessarily the lifestyle that you have to it's not necessarily like it's not nece- you just have to be wiser you know like it's not just the hustle it's like what you're hustling you know it's more so that's like what it is that you're hustling you go you just i'm more like i'm i'm working on a you know, pretty cool thing that where I'll be able to kind of draw this out specifically, you know, because my intent is I don't want to make, I don't want just to make the community safer. I don't want to just end mass incarceration. I want to make people rich while doing so. Um, I want to make it an equitable thing. And, and the reason why I say equitable thing in equity is because it, it would be wherever the person's at, they'll be able to benefit just as much exactly where they're at, you know. Um, that's the difference between, well, I don't want to go into that, but, you know, equity and equality, but they can also coexist. I think that um, my political views in that is, is simply that you raise the bottom, everything else has a possibility of raising it as well. Um, and then I think that people at the very top are very familiar, you know, with money not being everything. <laughs> Yeah, man. My name is Douglas Jessup. I'm a social justice advocate. It's been one hell of a journey, man. One hell of a journey. You know, I'm, I haven't even talked about when I was homeless. And I'm, I'm going to talk about that when I was homeless. Some fucking crazy shit. Like, I experienced some crazy shit during that space of time. Nothing crazy as far as criminal. But fucking crazy as far as... An introduction into Los Angeles. Like, I ran into some crazy shit, dude. Um, you know, I think that we have all the tools necessary now. We have the people, the minds, we have the opportunity, you know, for beautiful change to actually take place. You know, and it's just a matter of people really stepping up. I, I'm very, very aware 
of what happens to leaders like myself. I simply don't care in that regards of I just don't. I've seen so much. I've seen so much pain, not only in my own life, but like experiencing everything that I've gone through that it's just simply, nah. No fake leader is gonna be able to change this. And that's something else I've understand. Why? Because it's not gonna connect to the human soul. It's not gonna connect to the people. It may connect to the minds of some, but it won't satisfy the soul. And that's where the change is gonna happen. So I know that it's 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 important for me to, to stay focused and grateful. You know, I've met a lot of people that have stepped up to the plate in my life. Knowing fucking damn well that this is what was going on. And those people, that's just fucking... I'm like, you got some balls, man. And what, what, why do I mean that? It's because as a social justice advocate, when you're fighting and you're chaining a system that people have literally built their entire life off of, it's a scary thing. And people do stupid shit when they're fucking scared. You know, that's another reason why me is, is forcing people to be scared. I'm not talking about COVID. I honestly personally think COVID, people just need to go get a fucking vaccine and get it over with, dude. You know what I mean? Like, stop, just stop it already, dude. You know, like, especially coming from somebody who's got, who was really usurped and circumvented by the government, where my rights were literally taken, where now I'm treated as not a human. <laughs> you know, like... But in the midst of that, I have people that are really still vouching for me. And, like, it's it's a cool... Ex- like that in itself is cool to experience but like getting a vaccine is not the microchip dude it's a microchip people are afraid of that's your fucking cell phone you got that shit dude like the fuck you know the mark of the beast is on your head and forehead dude that's your mind that's like what do you entertain what is it you're looking for are you entertained by bloodlust? Are you entertained by perversion? Are you entertained by destruction? That's that's the mark of the beast because that's all you're looking for. Like upon second coming, this is getting, this is definitely getting spiritual. So if you if you're not a, if you're not comfortable with it at any point, like, you know, but when it comes to the mark of the beast and comes the second coming you're gonna you're going to be judged by your works and that's one thing that people don't preach enough <laughs> they do not preach that enough you know they, they teach a, a more watered down version of raise your hand say hallelujah and all is saved that's not true that is such a mockery you know um that's not true You are judged by your works. That says it specifically in Revelations. Like literally. That's damn near verbatim what it says. So it's just like, well, what about Jesus Christ dying? He died for our sins. And yes, he died for your sins. He made you eligible. You know what I mean? But you still got to put in the work. The hell you think you can come to? Why would life have such a purpose just because Jesus Christ wants some freaking cheerleaders? That makes no damn sense. The hell? You know what I mean? And I think... You know, there's a lot, you know, that I can get into that, you know, and going into that conversation right there. But suffice it to say, this is a journey, man. 
Life does get better. Man, I, I went from being homeless to working at a phenomenal film company. A job that people really probably, like, oh, I don't think, you know, because it's so, like, it's just like, damn, I'm for real working here. To being accepted by MIT, are you fucking serious? To having UCLA specifically invite me to be part of their their classes, to having UCLA pay me for some of the events, you know, um, all while I'm here just doing my thing. You know, and granted, there's other sides to that that's not as cool either, and, and that's the part where people try to plagiarize my story, especially the hip-hop industry. Hip-hop industry does that shit. That's just some. I think people need to raise their standards of living in that sense. Um, if you can't find out who you are and be proud of that, you're definitely not a king. I don't care how many fucking rings you got. Or not rings. I don't care how many jewels you got. This is, and that's not towards anybody specific. That's simply towards the whole fucking ideal that's put out there. And that's also not saying that people with jewels aren't kings. It's a, it's a, an applicable thing that I say that's applied accordingly. Um, but yeah, man. Ultimately, and I'll end with this since I, you know, I opened up with you know faith-based stuff and religion and stuff the 144,000 you know talks about that and talk to many different people about that who they believe they are but when you do cross-referencing and that it says that they're saviors on mount zion and essentially you know those 144,000 will be raised above but who they really are and in this time frame they're the ones that lead us into this this space of peace and prosperity through overcoming the tactics of the blasphemous monster or the devil. And what is the blasphemous monster? What is the devil? You get many different, that's a whole nother one. And if anybody wants to, I'll find somebody that, that wants to openly debate about that and, we, and, and, I'll, and I'll record it. But um, But yeah, the 144,000 will be leaders that would be inspired to lead the whole world towards good. I think we got a really cool and a beautiful glimpse of that um, out of the George Floyd thing. I think there's a beautiful glimpse out of what happened when the whole world was coming together. That was a beautiful glimpse of it. You know, not the fact that that happened to George Floyd, no, but the whole how everybody came together. I think at the same time, too, you know, you know, because I'm Democrat, but, you know, you know, there's there's a lot of caveats within the Democratic Party that just needs to change, man. You know, and I, and I think that nothing changes until you actually start making, you know, demands and start, you know, asserting new ways. And I think that's finally happening. I know personally, like some fantastic people that are now in office, like they're, they're like fucking they're kick ass, man. You know, and um, so I'm just like, oh, yeah, there are, you know, and then. You know, I hope to inspire more, you know, on whatever side they feel like going on in a second. Whatever, whatever fits, floats your boat, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like, at least is the common ground has to be common ground, you know, but anyways, share some deep stories on this one, really deep stories, you know. Those people that haven't ever been in the system, 
understand the system is definitely not a place you want to congregate in. You don't need stripes from the system. You definitely don't. If you want to prove something to your hood, you want to do something for your hood, live for it, man. Don't die for it. Like, live for it. Live for your communities. Help lift one another up. Be the change. Do all of that. You know, and the way that love conquers evil is by being love. You can't, love doesn't conquer evil by replicating hate in form of love. No, love conquers evil by being love. It's not some neural, ethereal, surreal type of thing. It's a very practical, tangible thing of love. Of like, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna accept this person as is and and accept me as is and live and not try to put the world in slavery man so besides that yo you know I'll just continue on this path and you know and uh, just be grateful for every step of the way you know I think uh, you know we all have causes we all have things that we're born to do and born to live for and I think that in my life I can be such a stubborn individual to walk away from blessings that this was put in such a way and framed in such a way that I couldn't I can't turn I literally couldn't turn away from it and like the only way was to answer you know and rise to the occasion and I do well when that happens you know so um yeah Douglas Jessup, I'm a social justice advocate. Um, uh, you can hit me up on email. And uh, stay blessed. <laughs>